Welcome to The Millionaire's Lawyer, where you'll hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to grow your business and sell it for maximum profitability. If you want to learn lawyer-proven strategies for building and exiting your business, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, J.P. McAvoy, is a business lawyer, college professor, and best-selling author who has been assisting clients start, grow, and sell their businesses for millions of dollars for over 15 years. Will yours be the next? Now here's your host, J.P. McAvoy. On today's show, I'm happy to say I'm sitting uh, with the biggest name in real estate, Demetrius Kaladropoulos. How's that? That's not too bad, actually. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Training. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, otherwise known as Agent DK, he's located just down the road from uh, Connick Law's main office and happy to be sitting with him here today. We have a, a range of issues to talk with, especially, uh, I guess, how he came up with the moniker Agent DK and why he begins to brand himself that way. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And I want to apologize to everybody because I'm just getting over a cold. So if I sound a bit nasally, that's why. The, the Agent DK thing, I was door knocking maybe nine years ago when I was selling in Toronto. And I'll never forget this. I knocked on someone's door. I said, hi, you know, my name is Demetrius Kaladropoulos. When do you plan on moving? Here's my business card. The lady took my card. She said, with an, you know, not exactly the way I'm saying it, but she said, I can't say this beep name. <laughs> and she slammed the door in my face. And I came home and I said, I've got to do something about this name. There you go from the branding. And that's a nice segue into how you built a number of businesses that you built originally in, in Toronto yeah. and then uh, have done it since again in the Ottawa area. So take us through the, that process for you. Yeah. So uh, my history is electronic sales. I moved to Toronto to work at a, uh, one of the highest end stores in the country at Bay and Bloor. And I did that for a few years and uh, got the bug for real estate and sold real estate in Toronto for uh, about a year and a half. And my phone kept ringing for Ottawa. My friends, my family, I have a big database. So JP, I was literally driving to Ottawa. I'd sell a house. I'd drive back to Toronto, sell a condo, drive back to Ottawa. I was doing it back and forth. And obviously it's not, it's not the way to do it. So I took my wife and I said, listen, let's just move to Ottawa for a year. I got a really good feeling about this. And if it doesn't work, we'll move back to Toronto. And since the day we moved back here about seven years ago, uh, we've had exponential, uh, exponential uh, growth. Yeah. And, and it's, that's not a coincidence. I mean, I've, I've worked with you. I see how you do things. Uh, you're, uh, you're certainly doing things. I, I would say you're even a leader in some of the areas. You've done some training uh, on your, in your own regards as how to develop your business. Can you talk, uh, talk the audience through some of the things you've done to develop and bring your business to the point where it is today? Yeah, so I'm a firm believer in, in constantly reinventing yourself and constantly investing in yourself. So I don't have an Ivy League education. Um, but I have invested a lot of time and money into myself. For example, just last week I was at Harvard university and I took their master in negotiation course. Uh, there was people from all over the world there. It was one of the best experiences of my life. You know, and these are the sort of things I do constantly to improve myself, to up my game, to give myself an edge over my competition and to be able to provide that value to my team so that we can ultimately give a better experience to our clients. Uh, I have a personal business coach, and I've had that for, for nine years. Uh, in every aspect of my life, I've got accountability, whether it's working out at the gym, I've got a trainer or a business, I've got my business coach. I think it's incredibly important. So a lot, a lot of investing in myself. It's wonderful stuff. Uh, and I know this about you from some of our earlier chats. I know that you have been doing this uh, regularly. And for listeners, they always, they always glean something from the experts that we have on the show. It's interesting you just did this. I mean, let's 
even take a minute to talk about some of the things you just did uh, at the uh, session in Harvard that you just did. What were some of the lessons from negotiation that you could perhaps share with the, uh, the audience? Some of the takeaways you had from there that uh, would be of value to the listeners here today? You know, at Harvard, I was, I was humble because here in the real estate game, especially in Ottawa, you know, we're, we're at the top of the, you know, we're at the top of the heap. But in that environment, I really wasn't. And they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Well, I was definitely not the smartest person <laughs> in that room. And I love that. I was extremely uncomfortable going in. Um, and again, they say, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. So I'm constantly putting myself in situations that I'm uncomfortable in. And, and my goal in life is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because I've noticed that every time I put myself in those situations or scenarios, I grow again. And my business grows another 20, 30%. So I feel like we're just at the crux of another quantum leap in our business, which is exciting, but I digress. The experience was incredible. I mean, there was about 50 people in the room. Uh, one of the top immigration lawyers from Australia was there. The number one immigration lawyer from Australia was there. And he was in my group session. And just talking back and forth, we shared ideas about our business and how we can improve customer service. And we had a similar situation. So for example, they do 3,000 cases a year. And he was telling me how a lot of people will uh, give them their retainer, and then they will switch to another law firm. And he said, you know, he wants to retain those people. And I think the perception is that they're too busy to serve everybody, but they're not. And I said, you know, we have that problem. Mm -hmm. A lot of people won't call me because they'll say, well, I didn't call you because my property is only $200,000. I didn't think you'd want that. I didn't think you cared about that. Or I thought you were too busy. So they'll give it to someone else. Well, if you want something done right, you give it to someone who's busy because mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. Right? Yeah. So it was just nice to, to, uh, mastermind with people, like-minded people and people that I could grow from. And I mean, that was just one thing, but there was, I learned so much from that experience. It yeah. Was, it was incredible. And you do each time. Uh, I like the word mastermind. Uh, mm. I'm involved with a couple of myself. It's just by sharing, even this podcast, right? This type of yeah. discussion is one where you re revisit things. And as you share with others, they may maybe take something from that as well. Yeah. So a lot of people are growing their business. A lot of people listening are growing their business. Uh, it's interesting how you, you sort of I mean, you've got boundless energy, I think is one of the qualities you bring as well. That's how you were, you were knocking on doors in Toronto. Yeah. I suspect you did something similar uh, to build your business as you came back to Ottawa as well. I did. What, what were some of the other things you did to, to really get things, uh, you know, to get things to the point where you are today? Uh, eliminate the options. So you have to eliminate the options. You have to look at what's distracting you in your life and in your business and eliminate it. So my cell phone, that weapon of mass distraction, right? <laughs> uh, social media. You know, we're inundated with information these days. I mean, they say that people need 16 impressions now to remember you or to do business with you. Maybe a decade ago, it was four impressions because we're inundated with information. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's your own staff that can distract you. So it's having the ability to block out the distractions and say from nine to noon, I'm prospecting. And all I'm doing is looking for people that need to buy and sell. You know, what I told my staff a couple of weeks ago in our team meeting, is there somebody within a one kilometer radius from our office that's looking to buy or sell? And they said, yes. And I said, it's your job to find that person. Because if we have the ability to do the better job, if we're the people that are best suited for that position and we don't find that person, well, that's, that's our failure. It's our job to find that client and to give them the best possible experience. Because if we don't, someone else might get it who's maybe not doing this as seriously as we are, who's maybe a part-time bartender, part-time realtor, whatever the case may be. And maybe that customer is going to leave $10,000, $20,000 on the table. We can't get mad at that situation. We have to get mad at ourselves and say that we should have found that person. You know, we, we should have sought out that client because not everybody, as you know, is going to call you. 
Yeah. You know, everyone, yeah. Knows, everyone and, knows someone in the business. And you say it is that mindset. As you say, there are people that uh, maybe aren't as dedicated. You clearly are and your team clearly is. You talk about finding them. Let's talk, first of all, what some of the strategies are when you, I mean, you guys were probably even knocking doors, right? I mean, I know yeah. that's the type of energy you bring to the business. What yeah. else, when you say finding them, what else are you guys doing to, uh, uh, to make that happen? So we don't advertise, which is uh, odd for, for people in real estate. The issue with advertising is you'll never outspend somebody. Somebody will always outspend you. And the issue with advertising is often it's not quantifiable. So if I'm sitting down and doing my business plan, I can't say, okay, if I drop 20,000 flyers in Barhaven today, I will guaranteed get 10 clients from it. That's the issue. And you have to keep doing it because you know as well as I do, if you stop advertising, people say, what happened? Did he disappear? Where is he? And it also attracts sometimes colder clients, colder leads. So we want people that are interested in doing something now. So what we do is we door knock. Mm -hmm. We, I don't want to say cold call, but we'll call around. Can I give you an example? Yeah. We just sure. sold a, okay. So we just sold a house in Barhaven about a month ago. It was an end unit townhome. And I hired a new person from Toronto that came here. And I said, this is how we do business. And she came from a very large team that spends a lot of money on advertising. And I said, that's not how we do it. We do it this way. And she said, okay. And I said, let me show you. So I took, I took Melanie door knocking on the 21st door. We knocked around the house that I sold. And I said, hi, we're DK and Melanie from the agent DK team. We just recently sold your neighbor's house for $50,000 over asking price. And we had X number of offers. I think it was 10, which means nine people lost out on that home. And we know that when one person sells, usually another person is thinking of selling. So we're wondering when do you plan on moving? We did that only 21 times. The 21st door, opened the door, said it. These people were so excited. They said, oh my God. It's DK. To be honest, I was a bit embarrassed. Uh, they knew of our brand. They knew of who we are. And they said, we're looking to move in two weeks. I can't believe you came here. This must be fate. This must be meant to be. And I said, you know, what's meant to be is what you make it. And I said, we're here because we have people that want to live on this street. Are you seriously looking? Well, within a week, we listed and sold their home wow. in, in a bidding war. Wow. And here's the irony. They were going to go with a friend. They were going to list their home with a friend. The friend recommended a certain price. We sold it for $15,000 more than the friend's recommended price. So that's how we do business. And now we're going to do it again. The same thing. Right? Is it sexy? No. It's a lot of rejection. And that's why a lot of people won't do business this way because there's a lot of rejection. And typically people will avoid rejection at all costs. They'll take the path of least resistance. Well, that's not us. You know, we, we go for high rejection because that's how you find the higher quality clients and the people that need our help. And they needed us, but they didn't call us. Why? Right? They were going to go with their friend. Right. They were going to do a friend a favor. Well, do you want to do your friend a favor or do you want to make an extra $15,000? This is business. So that's how we do it. Ah, that's a great philosophy. So I asked the question from the perspective of uh, finding them. That's a great answer. Really powerful answer there. Yep. Uh, so uh, you don't advertise, no. uh, but how do you, I mean, in addition to doing this podcast, obviously getting a uh, DK's brand uh, in the market space, how else do you, or what else do you do to get your name out there? Our clients advertise. Our clients are walking billboards. So instead of spending money on a bus bench where people sit on my face, you know, my philosophy is they're taking the bus they can't afford a car. How can they afford a house? I don't, I don't know. No offense to people that do bus bench advertising. Obviously I'm being funny, but it's just not. And does it work? Yes, it can work, but it's passive. So again, I'm more proactive. So what I'll do is, for example, we're having our client appreciation party 
in two weeks, it's going to cost me $20,000. So I'm spending the money back on the clients that put mm -hmm. food on our table mm -hmm. and our clients a appreciate it because they see that we're reinvesting back and we're thanking them properly. And we do crazy parties. Um, what do you guys have planned? I wanted to have fireworks, but the NCC shut me down. <laughs> they said, no, we're not going to do fireworks. I'm not even yeah. kidding. But we're going to have it at Lago at um, Thousand Lake. And, you know, it's going to be a nice event. We've got over 200 people confirmed. And, you know, last year we had a casino. I, I set up an entire casino. I think it's important to give back to the people that supported us because, again, they have a lot of options. And I want to properly thank them for doing business with us and thanking them for their trust. So to answer your question, we ask our clients for referrals. And quite often, someone knows of someone that's looking to buy or sell. And our signs give us incoming calls. Because we have so many signs out there, we do get a lot of sign calls. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a, a for sale sign is really the best advertising in my business. The more signs you have, the more calls you get. And it's an easy conversation to have, right? I saw you just sold my neighbor's home. Yeah. Thinking of selling. So, like that. And, you know, we'll do some open houses where my team will host an open house. And often, the neighbors will come in and... Um, ask us for our services and uh, referrals. So at this point, it's a lot of referrals because we do a lot of volume. We'll do around 150 transactions a year. So, you know, they say in real estate, you should be getting about 30% of your business annually from your database. Our database is around a thousand people. Right. Um, so we're getting quite a bit of business from there, just calling up people, giving them some value, letting them know the current statistics, yeah. what the interest rates are, how the market is performing. And then we'll ask for a referral. And most people will, you know, be generous and provide us one. It's great. It's great stuff. And the principles you're describing really apply to many businesses, right? I mean, you're working hard. You're asking for the business. That's a, that's a key thing, right? Is to actually ask for it. Yeah. Uh, and you're strategic about it. How are you being strategic about your growth? Well, well uh, healthy growth, I think, in real estate is about 15 to 20% annually. Mm -hmm. However, when you reach a certain point, it's about refining and tweaking. So we're at a level now where we're extremely efficient for the low level of staff that we have. The only way we can grow from here is by adding better people and reinvesting into my team. So the way I invest in myself, that trickles down into my team. So I invest heavily into my team so that, you know, if, if Melanie, for example, the new person that we just hired from Toronto, if I invest into Melanie and make Melanie an incredible salesperson, I can only grow. So now my focus is more on growing Melanie, Danny, Sylvie, you know, Frida, the people on my team, Elena, and by growing them and by investing in them, the business will grow automatically. So we have our team goal as a business, but we also have our individual goals. So as an example, we have our team potluck in two weeks and we said, let's bring our vision boards and let's talk about our vision boards. So we all have vision boards and uh, let's talk about them. And we, we discussed how, most of what everybody put on their vision board last year came to fruition, which hmm. was incredible. That is incredible. Did everything happen? No. One of my goals was to read 50 books this year. I think I've read 35. One of them was to be 190 pounds. I ain't 190 pounds. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of them was buy a rental property, uh, buy another rental property for myself um, to achieve a certain level of sales. You know, we achieved about 90%. And that's the key is setting goals. So, it's setting goals, holding each other accountable for those goals, uh, massive accountability, and coming together as a team and supporting each other in those goals. So as long as I can keep supporting my team and growing the team and adding value to my team, the business will grow. Yeah, yeah, it will invariably follow. So what are some of the ways of supporting your team? That's a great, uh, a great mantra to have. That's a great question. Constant training. I'm obsessed with mindset 
we've created our, our own office space, just like you have here. We're about a kilometer away from each other. And the whole concept behind building that office was there's a lot of glass in there for massive accountability, always being able to see what the other person is doing. You know, we have standing desks, for example. So your environment plays a big role in your success. Uh, we have very good lighting in our office. So constant training, constant accountability. We have accountability groups for prospecting. So my team is supposed to prospect from nine to noon every day. And at the end of their prospecting session, they share their results, their struggles, their successes. And then we train, we do role-playing. We do a lot of role-playing on different scenarios and situations. For example, one of my team members came to me the other day and said, here's my situation. The client is, is resisting this, but it really is what's best for them. And how do I convey that message? And I realized that my realtor was talking and not asking questions. And mm -hmm. I said, you have to ask more questions. You have to get to the crux of why they're resisting it. You know, you still haven't found out what, what their perspective is. So uh, I'm obsessed with really finding out what it is the client wants. What is the motivation of the client? Because sometimes people won't share that with you. And once she was able to get to the root of the, of the motivation, the client understood the perspective and we had a successful transaction. So a lot of training on mindset. Yeah, I want to. I want to come back to mindset, uh, DK. You do a lot, uh, and you know, from our earlier chats, it was clear that you do a lot of work on that. You work with a coach, a business yes. coach. Yes. Uh, is does this business coach uh, advance mindset, or like where is this? Where's your, I guess, resolve for this come from? I think I've always been a positive person, but it's a different story when it comes to business, and there's a lot of rejection. So the coaching has definitely helped. I have, one, uh, I have coaching sessions every week with my coach. It's a half hour call and I've got homework, you know, like my coach will give me tasks and, and responsibilities and I've got to have it done for the next. So for example, now we're working on our 2020 business plan. If I show up with a call and I'm not prepared, she'll hang up on me. <laughs> There's accountability. Yeah. yeah. Massive accountability. But you know, someone enthusiastic, will 80% of the time beat somebody who's skilled. So for example, there's a lot of people in this industry, let's just bring it back to real estate, that have been in the business for 20, 30 years. They have more experience than me or my team, but they're not enthusiastic anymore. They've lost the drive or the hunger. So often we'll go in enthusiastic and knowledgeable, obviously, and enthusiasm will trump skill 80% of the time. However, enthusiasm with skill will win every single time. So, I'm obsessed with enthusiasm because, for example, I was at a customer's house last week, sat down, and I said, I'm excited about meeting you and getting your home on the market, getting it sold. And they said, you're excited. This was out in Rockland. You know, our house has been on the market for a year with the last realtor, and they kept telling us to drop the price and weren't really enthusiastic because the market isn't doing so well. And I said, well, I'm excited. You know, and, and you saw their posture. They just put their shoulders back. They were excited. Who do people want to work with? Mindset. It isn't exactly. You want to be around positive people that bring that element into their lives as well. You are the, you are some of the people you surround yourself with. People want to work with somebody who's excited and you know, we're dealing with people's homes for a lot of people. This is all the money they have in the world. So it's, it's serious, but also they want to know that you're excited about the opportunity and that you're motivated. You know, I just don't think people want to work with somebody who's lethargic or negative. Uh, at least I don't. I, yeah. I don't want to be around. I don't think any of us do. So uh, how do you, what things are you doing? I mean, you're naturally that type of person. I get that. But what else do you do? You, you, stay, you stay physically active as well. I know that's a part of the thing. Yeah. A lot of important family time you spend as well. What are some of the things you do to uh, ensure that you continue <clears throat> to have that level of excitement? So there's things that I do and there's things that I don't do. Number one, I don't watch the news. So 
I know a lot of people out there will think it's crazy, but I haven't watched the news in years because the news is negative. not positive, right? When's the last time you heard something positive on the news? Well, they always put that one minute story right at the end. At the they, end. they do like the, yeah. the whole show. I can't, I'm always struck by how they always do a whole, so I watch it obviously, yeah. but they do a whole show. It's all, as you say, all negative, all you know, doom and gloom. Yeah. And then they do a one minute positive thing. And my wife and I always talk about, it. isn't it nice if they did a little more of that throughout the episode as well? Yeah. And about the last office, I'll never forget this, but the last office I worked at, um, I heard people, it was like 8.30 in the morning and I heard people at the front, oh my God, did you hear about that tragic accident? And it's in that, it was tragic and it was sad. But that's, how do you want to start your day? That is not how I want to start my day because the mornings are critical. You know, if we can crush our mornings from, from you know, 5 a.m. until noon, you've won the day. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. And then you, you can literally take the day off, you know, after we, we don't, but you, you can, <laughs> if you've won the morning, cause that's when you're at your peak. They've done studies and they say, you know, from eight to noon, that's when you're more, you're most productive and then you get lethargic and that's when you want your cup of coffee anyway. So, uh, avoid negativity, avoid the news, avoid negative people. Sometimes that might be your friends. Sometimes that might be your family, which is difficult. And maybe they're not negative. Maybe they're just projecting their own you know, deficiency in their lives. But it's being able to tell, to, to shut those people out, at least for the morning, uh, constantly filling my mind with positive uh, books. So I told you I read a lot and surround myself with positive people. So I'm part of uh, several mastermind groups where I mastermind with people that are at the top of their game from all over the world. How can you be down when you surround yourself with people like that? It's impossible, right? So, um, Constantly investing in yourself physically, like you said, because your physical, your physical, uh, you know, does play a role in your life and your happiness. So try to work out every morning. I did have a trainer for a while and I gave it up and I'm going to be going back because I noticed that when I was at my, when I was in the best shape of my life, I was doing more business. I was happier and less stressed. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. I, I don't know. I don't know why the world is looking for leaders. Everyone's walking around depressed. And a lot of that is about social media. You know, because you're trying to live up to a standard that's not real. So I think just knowing who you are and focusing on your strengths and, and working on your weaknesses and being real and not getting caught up in, in the social media aspect of life. And, you know. Now, there's a lot of great things you just said from there. We could uh, go off on any number of tangents from what you just described. I want to talk a little bit about the mastermind you're doing because uh, you work with a few people and uh, my understanding, they're not actually local, are they? You no. work with some people. To, so how do you connect? How are you helping each other there? You're obviously getting a lot of benefit from that. Uh, and how has it changed your thinking? Being a part of a mastermind group has changed my life. Uh, I think I joined my mastermind group about four and a half, five years ago. Up realtors from Vancouver, New York, Los Angeles, uh, Montana, all over the world. And every week, one person will lead the call and have a topic and we'll prepare for the topic by sending it out to the group prior so we can prepare if we have to. Um, And then we'll discuss the topic. And sometimes it's about real estate. Sometimes it's about business. Sometimes it's about marriage. Um, You know, we are like a board of directors for each other. You know, often somebody will say, I'm looking at this project. I'm considering this deal let's talk about it. And again, these people are at the best, you know, they're some of the best people in the world at what they do. So just being able to be around people like that is incredible because they're all highly motivated. They're all positive. They're all goal setters and they're all achievers. So when you surround yourself with people like that, you can't help but get better. As an example, one of our goals was to read the book Relentless because we heard that this book was incredible by Tim Grover, who was the mindset coach for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And we all read the book. 
that was part of the part of the homework assignment, and then we all discussed the book and, and talked about its its benefits and how we can relate it back to real estate. Um, we all went to a Tony Robbins seminar. We all yeah. said, yeah, we all said one day, you know what? Let's all go to a unleash the power within thing, and we did, and it was incredible. And we all went as a group, and we and we learned and we grew from that experience. So we'll, we'll travel together. Um, we'll share ideas with each other because we're not each other's competition. Right? So it's easy to share uh, willingly with people that are not in your own marketplace. So you can truly let go and, and share and critique. And there's no ego in that group at all. Um, that's the beauty of it. It sounds like a great group. You, yeah. I think you probably answered this question, um, but I'm going to ask it anyways, uh, because you said that they're all achievers. You know, the, the entire group are all people that uh, have excelled. Uh, and you talked about some of the attributes they bring, positivity being a big one. But can you speak to why they are all? I mean, I think, as I say, I think you probably didn't answer the question, so I may be asking you to repeat. But uh, why, when you're turning to that group of people, what what is it about them that would lead us to say that they're all successful achievers? You have to seek out like-minded people. So, you know, at a real estate conference, we sought each other out. We said, you know, we're all sitting in the front. You can always tell who's serious about themselves and their career because they're typically the ones sitting in the front of the room. And, you know, we identified each other and said, you know, what are you doing? You ask each other, right? Where are you at in your business? Where are you at in your life? And where do you want to be? And all of us had something in common. We were all happy with where we were, not, not content because contentment is evil. It's the evil of the mother of all evils. Um, But we were happy with where we were and grateful. However, we all wanted to be more. And I'm not talking monetarily. I'm talking, we all wanted to be better. We all wanted to be better for our families, for our clients, for ourselves. We all wanted to be a better version of ourselves, but we knew we couldn't do it alone. And we knew that we could each learn something from one another because we all bring different skill sets to the conversation. And another thing about this business is it's extremely lonely at the top. Mm -hmm. So, the, well, a lot of business owners will say that. I, mean, I hear that, that constantly myself as well, right? They're talking to their lawyer, but uh, yeah. it's, it's lonely to be, uh, oftentimes, lonely to be the head of a business. It's extremely lonely. And, and the, the more you grow, the less people are happy for you, at least in your market. But mm-hmm. these people are genuinely happy for each other. You know, when we achieve a goal that seemed ridiculous, you know, I love the saying that people always overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate what they can do in five years. And you, we look back at where we were five years ago and we're not even the same people. We've all grown. We've all become better versions of ourselves. So I think it's just about finding commonalities, finding people who are like-minded in the sense that their ambition is to grow, not just to stay the status quo, you know, cause status quo is boring. You know, life is about constantly improving and, and growing and, and adding to your, your quality of life and to your family's quality of life. And all these people, that's what their, that's what their intention is. Their intention is to live life with gratitude. Who can they provide value to? And by and doing so enriches our lives and enriches all of the lives of the people within the group. So it's a really powerful environment to be in. That, that is really powerful uh, and a great answer as well. We in the Millionaires Lawyer talk about growing, growing businesses, growing ourselves. Uh, I think you did a nice job of describing how you're doing that. We also talk about selling and not, and not specifically real estate, although we've had uh, a lot of discussion about real estate today, but sp- more specifically about selling businesses at the end of the day. Is that something that's in the horizon for you? Or is that something that uh, is a possibility at some point or something that you considered? That's a good question. Not at this point. I, I'm going to be 40 in March and I've got a long way to go before I consider selling it. What I, what I get most joy out of now 
is helping other people. I really enjoy coaching. I had somebody come up to me in Toronto uh, a year ago. I was at a conference and this gentleman came up to me and said, you probably don't remember me, but I came up to you a year ago and asked you if I could have 20 minutes of your time and you bought me lunch and the advice you gave me, I used to make $300,000 a year and now I'm making $800,000 a year and it's all because of you. Thank you so much. And I said, oh my God, to be honest, I didn't even remember this guy. Yeah. I got to be honest with you because I get a lot of people coming up and asking for advice and things. And my whole team was there. They, they all heard it. And the guy hugged me and I started crying. And I said, you have no idea how much, you know, you've made my day. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that with me. And I said, I don't remember what I told you. Yeah. But then as but I you spoke, can, I started yeah, to Yeah, you start to remember. You give so much, right? Yeah. So to realize it is having that impact. Or I do. You live that philosophy and you realize it is having an impact on others. No commission check in the world or no real estate award can replace that feeling. Being able to give someone the ability to put food on their table and to achieve their ultimate success really gets me going. So where I see this going as being sort of a mentor coach to people, and that's what I aspire to be. I'm still doing that now on a smaller level for within my group and my team. I'd like to help a lot more people because people are looking for help. People are looking for answers and they're looking for someone to show them the way. A lot of people have the ingredients, they just don't have the recipe. You know, a lot, every, I believe every single person has what it takes to be successful. They just don't know how to put it all together and package it up. And I'm lucky in the sense that I had a coach, but it was expensive. Not everybody can afford that. Mm -hmm. Not everybody knows where to find the help. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I ultimately would like to do is help people is by helping them. It'll be, I'll be, I'll be the best version of me. Mm -hmm. you know, it'll bring mm -hmm. out the best qualities mm -hmm. in myself. And you, you are helping people now. You said to find uh, well, how would, how would people find you? What's the, what's the way to connect with you? If people listening now identify with what you're saying or yeah. maybe have even a, a house to sell, but uh, also are we interested in reaching out to discuss some of the other things that we talked about here today? How would they find you? <clears throat> That's a great question. So you know how Batman has the bat signal and he shines it in the sky? Yeah. I'm researching how to buy a DK signal. I'm just <laughs> um, yeah. Best way to reach us is to visit our website, agentdk.com. It's A-G-E-N-T-D-K.com. Our phone number at the office is 613-883-5555. Uh, but all of our contact information is on the website, agentdk.com. There you go, DK. So Agent DK. And uh, so I like to end these episodes. And uh, DK, this is a great episode. Uh, you shared a lot of wonderful things that are great for, for business owners, right? And for people that might be thinking through some of the issues that you've already thought through very thoughtfully. Uh, I like to end the episodes with, and I think you've given a lot of lessons here, but if there's one and I don't know if it's possible to even to reduce it to one, but one mantra, one uh, guiding principle, one idea that you can leave people with, maybe it takes them through the rest of this day or the rest of the week uh, as, as they've listened to this podcast that might influence them and allow them to influence others in a positive way. The one piece of advice that I always give people is there's not one thing. It's the accumulation effect. So the little things add up, right? So for example, go buy yourself a really nice custom suit. Because when you're wearing, like, I feel like Superman where I'm wearing my three-piece suits, right? And you do change your persona and you do feel more confident. You know, go wash your car. You know, work on your handshake, work on your smile. Go get a briefcase. These, all these things add up. It's the accumulation effect. Constantly work on your skills. Constantly work on your appearance. Constantly upgrade yourself. And um, because it, eventually the accumulation effect does kick in. Constantly read good books and keep working on yourself. It doesn't happen overnight, but when it does happen, you're going to have an explosion, like a quantum leap in your business by constantly doing the little things. It's the little things that matter. There's not one big thing. 
That's great. The little things do matter. Everything does add up. Well, there you go. From today's show, we've heard about how incrementally we can keep adding and bringing things into the positive light, positive way that we want to see things evolving. You're a positive light here. Thanks for being <laughs> us with us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Millionaire's Lawyer. Please subscribe and rate on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. To get your business millionaire assessed and to access the wide variety of resources that we offer in addition to this podcast, go to jpmcavoy.com. That's jpmcavoy.com.